Knockout Ginger, episode 37, The Triumphant Return, featuring Dan Fortan. He's got a new record out called The Latest Tech, solo bass, and it's all written down in a book. It's pretty fucking awesome. I've got a new playlist thing on Spotify that you can follow or like or subscribe, whatever whatever the term is that they use. Uh, I'm just going to include some music that we talk about and uh, music from past guests and my music and all that exciting stuff. Uh, thanks for hanging in through all this COVID nonsense, the ups and downs of releasing episodes and not releasing episodes and putting up with a few low energy Zoom episodes. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for hanging in. Good luck out there. F all the haters. Man, I, I dig this view, though. Yeah. This is good. I don't spend that much time out here. Yeah, I, I like it. I li- well, I mean, I love, I love, I'm a big fan of the AGO, um, the addition and the, and the renovation. And I like this, the Will Alsop um, box. On, on crayons I like it too such a weird yeah I don't know do you know what's going on with this blue wall over here is that done that's done yeah that's the way like like that side of the AGO yeah that's that that's the original finishing on it I know like Frank Gehry um, I know he's experimented with a bunch of different kind of finishings for the sides of building and this one he wanted it to kind of blend in with the sky which it doesn't, you know, today. On yeah, a, I mean, it looks like a construction tarp. Yeah, yeah now it looks, exactly, yeah, it looks like Tyvek or whatever, right? Um, but I, I've i never been, but the, the Bilbao in Guggenheim is is clad in titanium, and it's like some kind of titanium um, in the finished so that it just kind of, it glows almost. Like, you see pictures of it, and depending on the angle of the sunlight, it looks absolutely incredible what the what what the, did you say the guggenheim bilbao it's like um you know the guggenheim in new york yeah so they have a branch uh in bilbao like in northern spain oh okay um, i didn't know there was two guggenheim Actually, yeah okay yeah 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 I, I, it's it's not that old the museum i don't think or maybe it's been around but like the frank gary there was like a massive uh, uh renovation addition i think in the 90s maybe um before before he built this and before walt disney concert hall in la which is another really cool looking building that i've never actually been inside but have looked at um anyway yeah but i really like i mean i love the ago is one of my favorite places to go in in the city just to go wander around um although i did go i've been once since since the pandemic started and two of my favorite rooms were closed because they're too small to like socially distance in so there's like a room with all these joseph boys works on paper and a couple sculptures that I just love going to and um, I can't remember if it's on the fourth or the fifth floor but there's this video this like AI video piece by this guy Jeffrey Farmer who I think is a Canadian artist that I love um, it's like a sound sound and video art piece that's kind of hard to describe but I've, I've always really liked going to see that one but both of those rooms are, are tiny and mm. so as a result you can't actually go in them which is a drag Shit. Yeah, which is, yeah, exactly. But, I went in there, like, maybe last summer mm-hmm. for the first time. I met Rob Clutton in the basement for a coffee. Oh, nice. And then he's like, you got to see this exhibit. 
and we walked up all those fucking stairs and we got up there and they're like the museum is now closing and it was oh like, come on God. so I, that's the only time I've I generally taken. speaking like I feel like most galleries their hours well I guess it's because I'm a musician their hours do not suit my suit my schedule yeah. like closing at 5 or whatever like come on you know um, I wish they were open like noon to eight instead of nine to five or something. But what was the exhibi- uh, exhibition you guys were going to? It was uh, I like no idea. It oh, was yeah, like yeah. A, I think it was a Canadian woman that uh, was drawing with pencils. Oh yeah, in, uh, and she was copying photographs. Oh wait, was this the Via Via Selmans? Uh, I can't. Uh, okay, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't remember. There's been some nice stuff in the last in the last year. I don't. Yeah. I don't. And I don't actually know what's what's coming up there I, these days. Now that you know. And also, I'm just like totally beyond ignorant to visual art. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. For me, it's like I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. But the the nice experience is like just going into a place. That's yeah. A change of scenery for me is what, it's the thing that I like. But, Absolutely, yeah. And I'm looking at just like. I think also being in New York, it kind of numbed me because you go into a place and it's like, well, this is garbage glued together. All right. I'll see, I'll see you next time. Yeah, like, All right. Sick. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny, man. Like, like on, honestly, like the, the, the visual art world makes me, it makes me appreciate what it feels like, you know, approaching new music and improvised music from, you know, like for people who aren't aren't aware or into those scenes it just it's it seems like such a bottomless pit Mm. and also like you know oftentimes with visual art especially stuff that seems to have like a big a lot of theory behind it it kind of feels like you're like okay well i like this but i feel like if i just knew everything that came before it and was associated then i could really you know it's it's easy to get into like a problem solving mindset where you like want to like solve the art or something like you want to find um like find the meaning in it right which is like i think i don't know i think that's that's the way people end up approaching a lot of music too because mm-hmm. they're kind of like well i want to understand it whereas if you talk to any musician they're like well just listen to it just do, do you like it do you like yeah. the way it's so i kind of feel like you you have to approach approach visual art in the same way but it's it's funny because I, I catch myself all the time at at galleries um or at like dance stuff i love i love like you know going to see contemporary dance and everything and like there's a big part of me that's like you know I want to understand all the theory behind it and exactly like what you know you know the what what's the history behind this and like what came back but it's like okay yes but you can also just like stand there and try to not interpret just try to like let the thing come at you you know what I mean yeah um it's 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 tricky and I feel like so tricky it's really yeah yeah yeah, exactly exactly Um, I've been yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm not even at that point with music yet. Absolutely, man. Just being able to just... I I am, but not all the time, for sure. Absolutely. I, I was thinking about this. There's this new book out um, by Alex Ross, the classical music writer, about, about Wagner, and more about, like, Wagner in, in, in kind of, like, cultural terms, like, the, that what his meaning has meant, you know, politically and socially and all, all kinds of things. And I was like, man, I want to read that. And then I was like what Wagner do I know other than like, you know, kill the wabbit, <laughs> right? Like I was like, wait a minute. I don't even really know that stuff. I like, don't even know his first name. Yeah. Like, he, oh yeah. Richard, Richie, right. Richie Wagner, <laughs> I think. Right. Yeah. No. Um, Good. yeah. 
yeah I, I feel like yeah I feel the same way like there's just like massive swaths of musical history that I don't really know you know yeah and even the stuff that I did know has already left, left totally. my brain totally um, yeah the, I'm s- visual art and classical music finger quotes classical music <laughs> yeah large ensemble music mm-hmm. no clue yeah even, uh, like yeah I, 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 I know what you mean I mean I really like I really like visual art I don't really know I feel like I don't know much about mm-hmm. it really but um I don't know. There's something about. I, I I like reading about it a lot, um, and I definitely love going to galleries and seeing it and everything. But like, um, I, yeah, I think for me the real challenge is like turning off the like kind of problem solving, kind of analytical, like, well, what's it mean, kind of thing, and just like actually try to like have an unmediated experience with the thing. You know, that's yeah. that's always I think that's always kind of my. Um, that's always my challenge with it, you know, like it's the idea that like you, there's a correct response to have or something or a correct or a correct interpretation of it or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that's, but I think that's also the, that's, it's the same problem across all, all artistic mediums. I, I guarantee you that's just, that's the way so many people feel about, about, you know, creative music, air quotes, creative music, you know, and classical music and, you know, all, all of these things. Yeah. Um, I find that um, less and less or it's easier more often yeah. for me to escape that what does this mean type thing the smaller the band that is that I'm listening to. Sure. Oh yeah, okay. That's interesting. Oh, like it's just the 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 it, the the sound is just more direct or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and clearer. it and it's like I get into that analytical listening. I'm like, wonder why he played that note in yeah. that spot while this guy was doing. And it's like, no, I just, like like solo music for example. It's like all of the notes are just there and they yeah. don't mean anything in context to anything else. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything everything exists kind of discreetly. Like it's just the musician. You know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like baseball versus uh, hockey. Because in, in baseball, it's kind of like there's one thing happening at a time. Yeah. As opposed to in hockey where it's like, well, everything depends on where this person is. And I mean, that's a oversimplification. But but it's it's pretty right. It, it's, yeah. yeah. Well, it's why, and it's why baseball is something where you can quantify and qualify everything to yeah. like the most minute details. And I, still not get to the bottom of it. Exactly. I put on the baseball game and read or practice. Yeah. And then I put on a hockey game, and it's like a beautiful mind, and everything just like slows down. It's like, yeah, man, <laughs> everything just comes to like. Well, it's it's funny. Like I've, yeah, um, I I got I I get the MLB TV thing, so you can just watch all the teams. Um, well, with a VPN, you can yeah. watch all the teams. Um, and uh, yeah, I all I practiced watching baseball. I, I honestly, I've written, I wrote a lot of, I wrote a bunch of the music on this new record with a baseball game on like at the same time you know there's something about it like um i don't know it's it's there's something about a a baseball game that like it just puts me in a different space or something like that you know what i mean where it's like you're there and you're definitely paying attention but you're also like thinking around 
it or something. I don't know. Yeah, going to a baseball game alone is one of the most beautiful. I've never done that. I feel like you mentioned that to once, and I was like, "Damn, I gotta do that." I do it all the time. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, I would say that I've been to more games alone than with people. No kidding. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, I gotta. I I check that out. I get into that. God, I can't wait till we can go to. Well, anything. Yeah, thing. I can't wait to start doing stuff yeah. alone again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man, I can't wait to do something that isn't going to a grocery store, you know, or I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, going to a ball game. Oh my god, that's like one of those things. I was like, wait, I only ever went like twice a year. What was I thinking? Could have gone so much more, you know. But I think that's I don't know. I I like to think that, you know. I, at the end of the COVID thing, I'll, I'll be able to appreciate those kind of small things more, but I'll probably just keep complaining like I usually do. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, I can't wait till this fucking horse shit's over. Oh my God, dude. And it, and I mean, I've been pretty optimistic mm-hmm. the last couple months. Yeah. I've been like, we're almost, it's getting better. We're going to, it's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. We're going to, it's going to be okay. And I woke up yeah. today and I was like, we're, we're, everything's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day because um, I feel like, for me, um, when this first went down in March and people were like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be like lockdown for a while, but then things will start opening up in July. So I was like, oh, okay, okay, July. I can do this. Yeah. And then we got to July and things opened up a little bit, but like, you know, not quite enough. For, for <laughs> me, it's kind of like if you're on a really long gig, and you're like, you start feeling daunted about it. Just think, okay, well, wait, just let's pause. It's just like, say it's five hours and then it's done. So you can kind of like, you just foresee the whole thing in front of you and then yeah. you can kind of deal with it. But with this thing, I keep doing that and then getting to the end of, you know, the so-called end of it and then being like, wait a minute. Oh, it's another chunk. So I was like, you know, I was fine. And then July hit and I was like, oh my God, it's gonna just keep going. And I was like, okay, well, maybe, you know, once the fall hits and then, like, um, you know, maybe I'm working a little bit more and stuff. And I was and I was like, okay, that's great. And then September happened and, you know, a little more normalcy, a few more gigs, yeah. teaching again, that stuff. And I was like, oh, this is great. Then that went away, too. So it's just like, it's just like, well, I just moved to Hamilton. It's like the Wentworth Stairs where you're walking <laughs> up. You're walking up the stairs and then you think you see the top, but then you just get to whatever that is it Claremont access or whatever. There's that road. And then there's just the same amount of stairs again that you couldn't see from the bottom. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on. You know, I think I've only walked up like the the upper gauge stairs. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that are like a little closer to downtown or uh, that's so. that's Wentworth Ga- gauges. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, or maybe there's another staircase there. But the, the Wentworth ones that I went up, it's like you walk up all these stairs and you get to the top and you're like, oh, I'm still in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You know, it's yeah. It's just like that, though. It's like you think you think you've you think you can kind of foresee what's going to happen. And then you get to the end of that. And it's like, oh, it's actually harder than that. You know, yeah. it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Deaths aren't going up. Yeah. So that's a pretty great sign. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's just a matter. I don't know. I just feel like we just to keep kind of slugging, just slugging it out. Everybody's got to stop being stupid. As long as people aren't dying. Yeah. Life is, I mean, I mean, people die all the time for uh, so many reasons. But yeah. you just can't. 
you got to be pretty insensitive at times. Just be like, people are dying. It's not really my problem. Yeah. And this yeah. time it's like more so our problem. Yeah. So exactly. we kind of all got to deal with it. Very much everybody's but, problem here. And uh, yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Not a lot of people are dying. So it's, we're okay. Man, what am I smelling? Is that, is that mean bow or something? Rob's making something. Oh, it could be oh, Rob. Oh, okay. Yeah. It smells good. Damn. Good one. Anyway. Uh, it's a hilarious thing to talk about on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that thing I'm smelling? <laughs> what's that smell? Hey, look at these buildings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> That's good, man. So you put out, or you will be putting out a record next week? Yeah. Um, and, and book? And, and book, yeah. I, I decided to put it out as a, as a book. It's, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a record of solo bass stuff. And it's so funny because, you know, I'm, le- I'm releasing it now, November, you know, seven or eight months into a pandemic. So everybody's like, oh, solo record, like you find in a project to do during um, isolation. And I'm like, no, I, st- I actually started it a couple of years ago. <laughs> but if I'd known that I, I wasn't going to be able to play with anybody, I probably would have done something else <laughs> with, with people. <laughs> but yeah, I started writing it. I started writing all the music a couple of years ago, I guess. Um, and I think it's kind of funny. I feel like the when I first started going to school, I had this idea of a kind of music that I wanted to find in the library. It was like kind of like, you know, something kind of etude-like that involves some technical stuff that's pizzicato. And it's not, you know, it's not like classical music, but it's not really jazz music. Can I, is there any of that? And I just couldn't really find anything like yeah. that. So I'd always had it in mind that I wanted to write something that was like that, that was like something just for the bass. Um, that wasn't uh, super genre specific. That was kind of etude like, but still, you know, they're, they're pieces, right? So I'd, I'd kind of had that in mind for a while, and I think you know all of the writing that I've been doing for for the last you know whatever, however many years, ten, twelve years, has all been stuff for bands. So that's mostly meant me sitting down at a keyboard um, and and writing music that way uh and i kind of got to this point um a couple years ago where i was writing and i just started to feel like every tune i wrote was a new version of a tune i'd already written Mm. you know like i was like well okay it looks like i have four songs in me and i'm just writing variations of them Mm -hmm. so i i kind of wanted to just try something different and and um it's kind of funny like I, I feel like actually writing music specifically on the bass was that thing like, even though it's the instrument I spend all my time on I hadn't approached it that way um, so I wrote it all uh, on double bass I actually wrote a lot of it with well like on electric bass mm. on the road or if I was out of town and only had an electric bass or only had a guitar or something like that I'd write it on you know on the looking at the fretboard picturing the double bass um, and I recorded it about, I guess, yeah, May 2019, so a while ago. And I sat on it for a bit. Um, and part of it was that I I feel like I wrote all of this music, but I didn't really think too much about exactly what it was and how everything fit together. And then I spent a long time trying to figure out, like, trying to, like, like allow the thing to, like, become obvious to me, you know? Mm. Um because I'd written all these songs and I kind of liked each of them individually, but I was trying to figure out like, is how do they fit together? 
also are these etudes or are these pieces like that was a big that was a, a funny stumbling block actually because um I, I guess they're kind of both but i didn't want to call them etudes because i think for me calling something an etude comes with a certain kind of baggage or something like yeah. that you know and not you know not 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 that it's bad but it's like it you uh, know mostly that like yeah like yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone puts out an etude book or an etude record and it's like all right you're gonna approach that very differently as a listener yeah. or as a player right you're gonna and think, as a listener i'm gonna avoid it <laughs> at all costs like <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah so i wanted to write something that these are pieces of music but they also fulfill certain technical things and for me i was trying to write stuff that dealt with um things i found challenging on the instrument so there's a couple of tunes that are all double stops um, and then stuff that deals with just big shifts, uh, playing across all four strings in the middle of the neck, you know, string crossing, um, and a lot of like kind of pattern-based stuff too. Um, so they all of the tunes kind of address something specific on the bass that I, you know, that I wanted to work on. It's funny. There's there's there are a couple that that feature little chunks where it's just me trying to avoid always playing the g harmonic like i it's like you know actually trying to play the note as opposed to just playing the harmonic mm -hmm. i have a callus on my third finger from playing the g harmonic that's how like that can't be that shouldn't be like it's in a weird spot on my finger and i was like oh that's specifically from avoiding my responsibilities to just play that note <laughs> like instead of just hitting the harmonic all the time you know i don't <clears> even know what finger i use for that right yeah for me it's th I, I use three i guess you could kind of use Huh. Yeah, I always... Anyway, like, you can... It's like, you know, you can see it here. It's... Um, yeah, it's it's kind of bizarre, anyway. So I, I was just like, okay, here, write something, and the point of playing this is to not do that all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of... I, I don't know, that was just a different way of approaching things, because, you know, in the past, I'd written all this stuff, and then I'd go to play it on the bass, and I would be like, oh, that's actually hard. Or, you know, oh, that's like, I've written this song and the bass part's kind of boring or something like that, you know? So this way it was, um, yeah, kind of avoiding, I, I guess a lot of it was just about avoiding habits or something, you know? Hmm. Um, and then I decided, uh, I decided, you know, I had thought about making CDs. I thought about making vinyl. I, I would have loved to have released it on vinyl, but I just, just couldn't quite afford it yeah i might at some point if if i can and i just decided it would be kind of cool to do something different um and michael davidson and i um were putting it out on elastic recordings which is just our kind of imprint for the stuff that we do together and stuff that's in this particular kind of mode and we worked with um yeshem tosiner uh who's a fantastic uh artist and, and graphic designer in town on our record clock radio um, and I just loved the way that she approached the music and, and um, generated ideas from it. So for this one in particular, we were meeting and talking about what to do. And she had the idea of, that it would be interesting to actually come out with some different uh, visual thing, either piece or symbol or something for every single tune. So what she ended up developing was like a full page artwork, like and, and you know, kind of minimalist in nature. Um, that was inspired by the the music itself. 
Um, and once I saw that, I was like, well, this is, you know, I had always had this idea. I want to release it as like a book that just mm-hmm. has something different to do. But this was like made it very clear. It was like, oh, yeah, you got to print, print this stuff, you know. Um, and the way that she generated all the ideas for the artwork was very much the way that I'd kind of generated all the ideas for the music. Like, like um, there's a kind of stream of conscience, consciousness kind of like free association sort of thing going on. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super pleased how it's uh, how it's turned out, how the printing turned out and everything. Although at the same time, it's like um, putting a, a solo record out. I mean, you've done it before, so, you know, it's very it's daunting because there's nobody else on there. It's very like you feel very I love exposed. It. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if I've ever done had a project where I've like had so much. Um, I, I guess like just like uh, I've, I've felt so insecure mm. about certain uh, certain stuff in it you know what I mean yeah um, maybe just because I don't have a precedent for like how to feel about it you know it's like if it's a record where I'm playing bass on it and it's not my songs well I've done that a few times so I kind of know how to think about that yeah. or if it, you know if it's a Myriad 3 record okay well I you know this is a group effort it's a collective kind of thing but when it's just you it's like and it's your music it's like uh oh you know people are gonna see through all the holes or something like that yeah so yeah yeah. i mean and like i hid in mine a lot still like oh yeah lots of distortion and reverb and okay stuff so you know it's it's funny it's funny because i had when i started out i had i you know i I didn't know um because the record is just bass yeah well 99.9 percent just bass um what's not there's a couple of little um there's a couple of quote i call them quotations from the clock radio album in there basically like in improvised sections because the record's mostly all through composed music there's there's some um improvised sections and there's a couple of times where i land on this same double stop and there's a moment on the clock radio record where I did the same thing and there's this vibraphone chord behind it so we stole that chord from the clock radio record and just put it in there that's uh, cool yeah I mean I like the idea of, of like um, you know uh, a, a piece of music referencing an older piece of yours or um, or like records being kind of tied together a little bit you know um, I was reading about um speaking of visual art reading about matisse the other day um in this famous uh painting of his the the piano i think it's called the piano lesson it's a painting of his son playing the piano yeah but in the painting there's also a couple of matisse's previous artworks in it um and i just was reading this the other day and i i i i like that idea that it's like you know there's threads through that you can kind of connect different different pieces and different bodies of work. But yeah, I, just to, to backtrack, yeah, I, I didn't know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to add a bunch of stuff. I had thought about, you know, because when Michael and I did the duo record, there's a lot of overdubbing and processing and stuff. And I didn't know if I was going to do that or not. And in the end, didn't decide to do that. But um, maybe just because the music didn't seem to want it or something. But it's something I'd like to experiment with, actually, because mm-hmm. I haven't. There isn't really, I haven't really done much of that on the double bass specifically. Right. Yeah. I was listening to it this morning, and um, it's all very like 
it's it's very musical. Like it's not. I don't find it etude like. Oh, good. At all. That's like, what a relief. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> um, and I also think the the book idea is brilliant. Yeah, man. I mean, I I like that. Like, um, it's one of those things. Like, there's all kinds of records that I have that I love, and I was like, damn, I wish I had the music for some of this stuff. Yeah. Either to read along with it, you know. Um, like you go to the symphony and there's like eccentric people there that have like the whole score. Yeah. I love that shit, you know? It's like scoring a baseball game. Yeah, man, exactly. Totally. Um, I think you, you should send people the music specifically for them to record themselves playing it and posting it on Instagram. That's a excellent idea for promo. Actually. Well, and I love, I mean, it's the other thing that I love. I love the idea of hearing some other people's take on some of the stuff, you know, either from listening to the record or not. Um, but I think that's that's a great idea, actually. You should you if you man if you want to do it. I mean, I best. can't read, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because that's the other thing too. Like, you know, um, I just I love the idea of of writing this thing and then having somebody play it and come to a totally different conclusion than I did. You know. Hmm. Um, because that's the, one of the great things about about uh, about music or about more kind of abstract art forms is there's all kinds of different ways of looking at them. You know, we were talking about like problem solving, like what's the correct what's the correct meaning to come to here? It's like, well, no, it's like it's got to be something very personal. And I, I love the idea of writing something that somebody could hear in a different way. So that's that's a very good idea. I, I gotta I gotta so funny i spend so much time on instagram and i never i never think about how i can how i can use it for anything other than stupid jokes <laughs> it's so funny though because like because the, the idea of that also was like oh god do you forget the, the feeling where you like put a record out and then you're like okay good I'm, I'm i feel good about this music but then the thought of people listening to it makes you nervous <laughs> i i definitely have that with this record yeah, no, that's not something no. that I. No, but. I guess I just I don't know. There's something about there's something about this record. I just feel maybe it's just like being in the in the middle of a pandemic or something. I feel like extra, um, just insecure about it or something. Or not insecure isn't the word because I I like it. I just feel like I think it's I just I still I spent so much time trying to figure out what it was and I now I feel like I know and I still kind of don't or something. You know, I don't know, but I definitely think it's. Um, I love the idea of people releasing music accompanied by books or written yeah. material. Um, one of my favorites was uh, Andrew Downing's record, Otterville. He released uh, a book um, designed by Yeshem, who did uh, all our, uh, the art for, for my record. Um, and it's all uh, written pieces by John Southworth. He's a fantastic uh, songwriter, one of my heroes. Um, and so it's like this accompanying book for the record. And it's so awesome. I was so into that when I saw it. And it, it, come to think of it, I wonder if that's what gave me the idea of releasing the thing of sheet music. It might be. Um, is the cover of the is the album art the same as the album art on the as the book art? Yeah, yeah. So it's that the cover. red thing with the. Uh, oh, um, the album. Yes, yeah, yeah. The album exactly. looks the same as the book. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then there's individual pieces on the inside for for uh, yeah for every single tune tune song yeah Piece. and brilliant 
brilliant title. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I love. I honestly, I love. T- I love. Um, I love coming up with titles for for songs. It's like half the fun for me. The yep. latest tech. Um, I can't remember. At some point, I was on tour, and you know, I feel like it was on Air Canada. There was this specific ad, and I feel like it was for kind of like sky mall or whatever like you know whatever the products you can buy from their catalog in the back of the seat or something and the ad featured this woman saying the latest tech and this in this very certain kind of lilt that got stuck in my head like in a deep way and i think probably because it was you know i was flying a bunch and i just kept hearing it over and over again so it's the phrase just kind of got stuck in my head i feel like I've, i've named tunes like that in the past um, as well, just like phrases that um, just for some reason get caught on the loop mm. in, in my head, and they they can come from various places, like either from books or <laughs> in this case, like an ad that I actually find quite irritating. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of that's that's where that one that's where that one came from. Sure. Most of my stuff, I think, comes from uh, hating people. <laughs> And just trying to disguise, <laughs> trying to disguise how I hate people, just with a, a couple words. There's a hidden, there's a hidden person in every title. <laughs> this tune is called "Fuck You." <laughs> hey man, whatever works, you know. Um, a, there's inspiration everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're working on a solo record too, right? We were talking about this the other day. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it started a solo record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recorded it originally as a solo record. Yeah, and, and it's become something else, kind of. Yeah, there's a bunch of people playing on overdub Sick. stuff now, in sort of in the spirit of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love um, I love projects that like start out where you have an idea of them at the beginning and they change over time. Yeah, the thing turns into something different than what you originally envisioned. You know, and it's 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 pretty awesome having people improvise or not necessarily improvise but record themselves playing to my bass part right and then also having someone else record but just to my bass part yeah yeah, just kind of seeing how it goes together yeah or like seeing how how they hear it you know um yeah that's i i love it i think that's i think that's great it's in we're we've run into a couple hiccups and oh yeah like is it like um in terms of like like how dense it is is it a density thing because that's the thing i often think about like i was thinking about how to do these kind of pandemic era layered recordings and um you know the way you play at the same time as a bunch of people is going to be different than if you're picturing it one part at a time and Mm -hmm. it's not like a pop tune or something you know because obviously lots of pop music is recorded you know drums then bass then etc etc um like how yeah what 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 are the hiccups uh it's mostly just being like you get a record you get someone's part and it's like well obviously that doesn't work (laughs) 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 or just like for example someone saying like i'm not hearing anything over this like Oh yeah, like I, mean, I can't play on it. Like I don't know what you want me to play on this. So that's not. I mean, that's not really a bad thing necessarily. Yeah. That might be like, oh, the thing is, the thing is done or whatever. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Like, deciding what a thing is 
is done too you know i mean that's something i have a hard time with i think it's yeah i also with this record i spent a lot of time trying to figure out if it was done if i needed to do more stuff you know and then i just took time to realize that it was you know kettle of fish you ever go to that bar in new york no it's i think it's is it next to the stonewall inn it's like a couple doors down from 55 bar i think or it's like a block away just off 7th ave it's a great bar i don't know it excellent been to very spot. few bars in New York. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess you, if you don't drink, right? Yeah, um, I've been <laughs> spent way too much time in bars everywhere, <laughs> um, New York included. That's a good one, though. Um, I miss Smalls so much. Oh, totally. That's like one of the few things that I'm like, oh, I could, I could go there right now. Yeah, I love, I love that place. And Mesro too, man. That's another really great one, you know? Yeah. It's funny, because I obviously miss all the places in town where you go to see music, but then you think about all these other other places in other cities. And it's like, oh, yeah, man. but just, like, the specific, like, I can go to Smalls at 1 a.m., Yeah. probably run into some people I know, yeah. and hear some people shredding, or, yeah. or hear someone, like sound like trash and then get beat up like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's, totally it's totally. a very i mean or, that's that's an ext- I, that's not true but yeah or like you know a few years ago when you'd walk in and be like oh roy hargrove is playing trumpet here yeah <laughs> in this room oh, oh my god you know yeah yeah no i mean it's there's kind of nowhere on earth like that i feel like you know there's something so specific that's such a specific place super awesome uh it's so tough too i mean i picture all those small those small clubs you know making them make a go of it in in the you know physical distance era you know i mean it makes me great for places like the rex where it's possible yeah oh my god there's so many music venues that are they're tiny by necessity because it's the only way that you can make a go of it is in tiny rooms right and it's like that is going to be a really hard to hard to make that work you know it's tough. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder when they open the border again. I wonder about that. Like, I mean, it's probably not going to happen for a long, long time. I hope it kind of doesn't happen for yeah, a long time. Yeah, that's my feeling, but. too. But it's it's That's my feeling, too. But I also, like, you know, because I moved to Hamilton, and now I'm that much closer to Buffalo. And I went to Buffalo for a couple of days, like, a year or so ago, and I had a blast. Mm. I'm like, damn, I want to go back to Buffalo, which is not something I thought I would ever say. Um but now that I, it's like one of those things that I was like picturing as being like a perk of living in Hamilton is that it's yeah. that much closer and I can't go, you know, there's that, I wanted to go see a ball game, uh, you know, is that, might, might that be the only perk of living in Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Being close. Okay. okay how, maybe. <laughs> how dark is that? The only perk is being close to the Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, oh my God. I joke. Hamilton's mostly a uh, fine place, but. For those of you dummies listening that are <laughs> fucking yelling at your computers right now, uh, I lived there for two years and it ruined my entire life. I, I was in pieces. It was a huge problem. That I feel like, place. I mean, I feel like places that you live in your youth too. Like I know lots of people, I mean, I know lots of people who grew up in Toronto and don't like Toronto because they yeah. grew up here. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky. I, li- I, st- I still really love my hometown, actually. And I like Hamilton because I moved there as an adult, I think, too. You know? um, yeah. I, like it, I like it so far. You know? yeah. um, I would feel differently if it wasn't, if, you know, 
I couldn't still access everything about my old life in Toronto because it's extremely easy to do, obviously. But if I couldn't do that, I would feel very differently. Um, but so far, I dig it. So far, I like I like the town. You know, it's yeah. got all your like, you know, creature comforts of of the big city. You know, in terms of bars and coffee and all that stuff and. Uh, nature I guess if you give a shit about that kind of thing uh, you know um, no it's cool you know yeah it needs um, quite a few more places to play yeah man well that's the thing I, I think this is the problem everywhere but like it's 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 ve- it's lost its venues in the last few years you yeah. know it's it's definitely at a low right now yeah but even before they lost the venues it still it was still light quite a- yeah yeah I live close to Barton Village where there's like a few bars and stuff now and I'm hoping that something something pops up there yeah we'll have some music is the St. Hollywood gone officially yeah they sold the building as well um so it's it's gone I don't know what's going on there you know um there's a few spots that like once it's safe again I might approach about playing at you know maybe I don't know a lot of the play, my favorite spots are really small so yeah. I don't know if it'll work or not but um there's a few spots that I've I've kind of thought about like trying to prop a duo up in the corner or something like that you mm. know if they're down um but we'll see it'll be a while before before that's in the cards so although hamilton's not as shut down as toronto is right now you can still technically uh eat inside and all that stuff although a lot of places have kind of voluntarily been like this is a bad idea yeah (laughs) which it is so i don't know we'll see we'll see if they i think they probably should shut down hamilton some more but they haven't yet so yeah i'm not i'm not I'm really not convinced that shutting down helps much of anything. No, no. I mean, yeah, like from what I've seen, like, you know, seeing what the Rex did and how they did it so safely and how it worked, I was like, oh, it's possible. But like, it's more, I feel like it's more about other people's attitudes and and when they're taking the masks off and everything, right? Like, Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. You gotta just be like, all right, don't leave your house. Hunker down. Yeah. Or Yeah. Go get sit. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I don't I'm not I'm not sure. Like I don't we, know. we're back in stage two and we've how long have we been back in stage two? Uh it was like was it Thanksgiving or something? I think it was Thanksgiving weekend. Because I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go out of town and see my folks and then I was like, uh I was on the, the streetcar this week for a couple of hours, so I don't think I should do that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I Yeah, I... Has it... I think it's been like two weeks. Two right? weeks? I That's it? has been two weeks. I think two, yeah. Yes, All right. two weeks, Well, then yeah. I take back what I said. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I... I just, I guess I hope, I don't know, it would just be so good to be able to go somewhere in the winter if it was possible, like, to be able to leave your house and go and have a beer somewhere, if that was possible, but I just don't, I don't yeah. see that being It's going to be safe. a, it's going to be a long winter. It's going to be a long, it's going to be a long, weird one. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Maybe I'll finally watch The Wire. I don't know. you got to have goals. Yeah. And it's a second shutdown just in time for sports to finish. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! <laughs> Speaking of Kershaw, yeah, man. Hey, tonight could be the night. Actually, tonight he's starting, right? The, 
No, we started last game. Oh, he started last game. I missed the last game. I couldn't watch the last game. He right. looked pretty good. It was him and Glass in the last game, right? Yeah. He so, looked good. He, yeah. uh, he, as I was watching, I was like, oh, no, this is not going very well. And then he reached about the fourth inning. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now he's dialed in. This he's is great. In. This yeah, is going to yeah. be good. And they didn't leave him in too long. And then he got taken out in the fifth. And I was like, right. no, he just found his. Yeah, but, but, but I was reading about this, too. I, I remember this now. I was reading about this. They were talking about, um, you know, how he's also been left in a little too long in some cases in the playoffs. I don't yeah. remember well enough. So it's like. But it's so it's so this is something that's so funny is the is the the the, the way they're scheduling in pitchers and it's like they have the way they've you know predetermined how many innings everybody no matter what's going on yeah no matter no, no matter like how many how however many innings they're gonna pitch right well it's like the 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 uh, shoemaker uh, Robbie Ray uh, Jays game was that game two I guess or game one of the of the Blue Jays Tampa series yeah where like. Matt Schumacher pitched three innings and they pulled him and everybody was like, wait, don't, no, but that was, he was really good and he's only pitched three innings. But they've like already predetermined how long they're going to go, you know? It's, it's so funny. I mean, it, I, I feel like the managers just don't actually have as much say as everybody thinks they do. Like, I feel like there's statisticians in the back and analysts making yeah. the calls and then and the managers just kind of like ends up, I mean, obviously they're doing tons of work, but they're not making those decisions all the time. And then they have to be like the press secretary for the team, get yelled at when yeah. it falls apart. <laughs> and also, but also, like the more I thought about it, Kershaw found his groove, mm-hmm. was throwing some nasty shit. Oh yeah, I'm so around I'm the bummed. fifth I, inning, and I then couldn't, I couldn't watch that game, and I'm I'm bummed. So that means tonight's Blake Snell and Walker Bueller. Is that right? As per, I don't, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, I'm not, um, but. And then I realized, like, okay, well, he only threw, like, 80-something pitches. Yeah. So if they need him for an inning here or there in six, in game six or seven. He won't like, be totally oh, gassed. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Although that was the onion headline today was that Kershaw assures fans he still has plenty of time to blow it and in <laughs> relief or something. I can't remember. That's anymore. the thing. Like, also, this, this thing, like, bringing in a starter to pitch relief doesn't work it doesn't work they don't do that it's a different i honestly i feel like so much of it is a it's a mental thing you know i can't i wish i could remember who they were talking about but like there's certain pitchers who you just can't bring him in midway through an inning they need a fresh start yeah you know you just can't do that but even like i can't remember exactly who or who but i feel like those two runs that the jays went on yeah Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time they needed some heat and they brought in one of the starters, it was like, "This is over. This is going to fall this is apart." A bad idea. Yeah, no, totally. Nice work, Gibby. Although I remember there was in fifteen, there was this. I can't remember who the hell they were playing. Was it the Texas series, um, where they just got David Price up in the bullpen throwing, and 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 like the TV cameras were on him, and you could just tell that the other team just started just like freaking out. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, they're fucking gonna bring David Price in. And they didn't. <laughs> they just got him up throwing just to scare them basically, right? <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, fucking David Price in the playoffs. Yeah. Scary. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh. Oh no. <laughs> he's what he's won what? One playoff game? Yeah, Is yeah. The... I think something like that. Yeah. He's yeah. he's another one of these guys who has the the, the cursed playoff reputation. Yeah. Like Kershaw, you know, has I think not deservingly especially after 17 you know he's i feel like he i mean he's obviously not what he used to be no but the fact that he's 2-0 and in the world series it's kind of like all right 
he's good. Stop he's, talking about it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's just also, I don't know. I mean, his curveball is like the nastiest pitch in baseball. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know? And I just like, I get so locked in on just like watching his windup. Oh, Sometimes man. Sometimes I don't even watch where the ball that goes. That weird fake step is so cool. It's so weird. Like, whatever that is, it's yeah. like, I was trying to think if that has, does that have any, is it just, it's a timing thing, right? Must, like it's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. And then did you see when he, the guy stole home? Yes. And or, he, like, when he, or when when Manny Margot tried to steal home? Yeah. And, yeah. And he, yeah, threw, yeah. he just threw and a strike he, and. Man, that was Manuel Margot. Not, yeah. Does he go by Manny? I don't think I don't so. Know. I think I'm Manuel sure. Margot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was unreal. Yeah. And, like, old Kershaw would have just, like, balked and not, not even thrown the ball home. Totally, yeah. Well, and I was also... was Who was catching? Was that was it Will Smith or Austin Barnes catching? It was Austin Barnes. Was, oh, okay. Austin Barnes. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it was Will Smith just because of, uh, you know, his misplay in game yeah. three. Or, I mean, it could have been Will Smith. I'm operating under the impression that only Austin Barnes catches Kershaw. Which oh, I, I, I think that's was true. Yeah. I think that's true, actually. But, I think I think you're right, yeah. Or, yeah, no, I was, talk- I was thinking of... Was it? Yeah. Was it game? Game four was the crazy walk off, Tampa Bay game. Did you watch that game? Yeah, it was an awesome game. God, it was so awesome. <laughs> it was so crazy. It's been fucking like it's been it's, such a great World Series. Yeah, man. I've caught every game except well, except for uh, Sunday game, which I missed. But man, it's been it's just a gas. I love that Tampa team. I think they're great. Yeah. I mean, I love I love this Dodger team too. I mostly just really like Kershaw, but uh, that Tampa team is a gas. Yeah, if, I mean, super fun. If Kershaw doesn't, if the Dodgers don't win a World Series, the the baseball gods are real, and I think yeah, someone did something very wrong yeah. along the way. A hundred percent. I mean, I think it's, I I just part of me, I I'm very conflicted about it because uh, part of me really wants to win just as revenge for seventeen, and then also because Kershaw just needs he has yeah. to win a World Series. That's it just has to happen. Yeah, and if it doesn't happen this year, it's yeah, it starts looking. Well, who's 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 gone after this season? Justin Turner, I think. Who else? I mean, he'll be back. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. They'll pro- they'll probably bring everybody back. I, guess, I mean, they like want, right? they have so much. Like he's he's like the greatest Dodger playoff player of all time. Yeah, like, they got to just give him all the money. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Actually, he's got the. Is it the most home runs or the most hits or something? I think he's got both. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. just. The most postseason stats. Here's here's some speculation. What happens with George Springer? Like, did the Astros bring him back? A bunch of people on I've I've heard a bunch of people talk about how the Jays should make a make a pass at him for, you know, as their true center fielder or whatever. Uh, it would be. It would be awesome if Trevor Bauer and George Springer come to the Jays. Oh man. Trevor Bauer, I he's so deadly. I find him so irritating. Yeah, I, I traded him in, fan- in fantasy <laughs> this year, which was a bad idea. But I traded him, and, and after after the fact, I was like, I, what I should have done was uh, unfollow him on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> not not trade him in not trade him in fantasy. Well, I should have just stopped following him on yeah. Twitter. You know, I watched him. Uh, I watch his YouTube channel all the time. All the time. Yeah, he's it's it's pretty good. Eh? I mean, you know, he's, he still bothers me a little bit. He, yeah, he's just there's something like I don't know. There's this something that just pisses me off, but he's deadly. He's yeah. such a he's such a freak. And is he still is he still doing his only signing one year contracts? 
I think so, yeah. So that's what he's going to do again. I mean, you know, hey. Yeah. Jays need pitching. Having someone who throws like that and every four days. Yeah. Instead of, like, it. I, I feel like it's a terrible fit, cult, like, culturally for the clubhouse because this is such, they're like, you know, um, Charlie Montoyo is like super chill and very friendly, and it's, it sounds like it's a very warm and friendly vibe in here. And it sounds like Trevor Bauer's maybe a sociopath, so it's like I don't know if he's a perfect fit. But in terms of just having another like, you know, if he was if he was second behind Ryu or shit, I mean after this year he could pitch first. Uh, yeah, you know, that could be that could be that could be pretty fearsome. For what do you sure. think he's like? I bet, I bet he goes. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he went to the Yankees. You know, that wouldn't shock me. I think it would shock me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way yeah. that he talks in these YouTube things about just the way that he approaches baseball. Oh yeah, I would be shocked if he was. If, if he, it, it yeah. just wouldn't fit. Okay, where do you think he goes? Where do you think he ends up? Honestly, I have no idea. It sounds well. That was the. I think it was an onion. Another onion sports headline was yeah. like Trevor Bauer. Uh, um, Trevor Bauer, uh, well, like he like whittles down his list of possible teams to thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think. I mean, I just think he's going to go somewhere that no one suspects. Like he's yeah. going to be like on the Mets or like Pittsburgh or something. Like, yeah, just yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, Pittsburgh need they need all the help they can get actually. Was, but it also sounds like. Uh, he was pretty frustrated with the Reds. Oh, yeah. Well, the Reds should have done better than they did. That was a mystery yeah. team to me. I thought they were going to be nasty, and then they, they were a mess. Yeah. He would. He does these vlog-style things. And oh, he's yeah. Like, I should catch. I'll, I'll go check those out. So many times in those videos, post-games, he's like, he says something along the lines of, like, you can't win baseball games if you don't score runs. Yep. <laughs> that <laughs> is true. But so. they, they, they were, like, they just underperformed, I feel like. You know, yeah. but what, 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 like, what was Mike Mustakas hurt the whole year? Or did he? What was going on there? I didn't really follow them that well. I'm but, not. I'm yeah. not sure. Actually, where did Clevenger go? Clevenger went to the Padres. He might go to the Padres. I think. Oh yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all because they're definitely gearing up for like th- their next two years will be a, a window. You know. Um, yeah, I like the Padres are fun to watch too. Actually, they're uh, yeah, that's a fun team bunch of old favorites on there tommy fam i was blown away when the rays made that trade but he's i mean he's great everywhere but he's uh yeah i always like watching that guy i i'm putting it on record trevor bauer signs with the padres the padres yeah i i, I like it i like that take Honestly, I feel like that makes sense. Um, oh man, the Padres—they've got the what's <laughs> their manager's name is Jace Tingler. <laughs> that's the craziest. That's the craziest name in all of baseball yeah. right now. I think. It's and then there's a, there's always baseball name. Oh, it's insane, right? Like, I mean, it's no Van Lingle Mungo, but you know, <laughs> you know that song, the David Frischberg song. No. no. So David Frischberg, the songwriter, um, who. Uh, he died like a couple of years ago. Um, he worked with uh, oh shit, um, I'm spacing now here. Bob uh, Duro, a bunch. 
uh, you know Bob Duro? You know, no. you know uh, that song on the end of the Sorcerer, the Miles Davis record. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This That's Schoolhouse Rock guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they work together a lot. But David Frischberg has this song called Van Lingle Mungo, and it's the lyrics are just baseball player names, um, <laughs> and of of course it's yeah it's named after him, who had the craziest name in all of baseball. It's a great it's a great tune. Um, when's the so wait what when's basketball gonna start up again though. never it's never oh, <laughs> damn it I don't, I don't know i was wondering sure. about that with all these late starts like or restarts i should yeah. say like what they're gonna do with the next season i think that i i someone said somewhere that they're shooting for uh to start on christmas day oh yeah okay with hopefully people wow mm. okay that's yeah. highly unlikely bad idea so, yeah it's honestly it's weird watching the the ball games from um whatever the the barn in uh texas what, what? i, I, I can't remember it's called it's anyway. in uh it's the globe yeah globe life field the the arlington i don't know some, somebody's been yeah. calling it a barn which kind of does look like but um it's weird watching those games with people at them it feels weird yeah you know i've only heard hockey arenas referred to as barns oh yeah yeah me too who was calling it a barn i can't remember why is that also calling a hockey arena a barn What's that I, don't know, I don't know because it sounds dumb. I don't it know. Does like, sound dumb. It definitely <laughs> sounds dumb. Hockey players just like to say dumb shit. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well, old arenas were kind of built like barns. Oh yeah, I guess with that's the wood. Yeah, the wood roof. And, oh yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um. Your record's out November sixth. November sixth. Yeah, that's the that's the like full Bandcamp release date, and I'm I'm putting it up on streaming a little later than that too, a few weeks after that. Sweet. Have Good. it all on all the uh, on uh, all the you know on uh, it'll be up on Tik TikTok and uh, YouTube and I don't know I actually don't know I can't I can't remember which yeah I can't remember which ones yeah. but but yeah Spotify and it'll be on Skip the Dishes. Skip the <laughs> John, I just got yeah. I, I hired John Ham for a spot. Is that what he does? Is he skip the dishes? I think so. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> those bits. I guarantee you, those don't get played in the. Well, they don't get played in the states because I think skip the dishes is Canadian. But that's one of those funny phenomenons. You got to look it up. Like famous American celebrities acting in commercials that don't air in the United States, which is like the whole premise of Lost in Translation, I think, with Bill Murray and the whiskey ads, but. Those nobody knows John Hamm is you know uh, doing some of his finest comedic work in Canada. Yeah, I mean, what I don't even know what he does. Uh, I think I only know him from from Mad Men. From Skip to this. Oh, oh no, <laughs> he, oh, was he was in Mad, Mad Men. Men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, he's actually extremely. He's really funny too. I I'm a big fan of the show Children's Hospital, which is a weird sentence to say. Do you know this show? It's an Adult Swim show uh, Rob Corddry started, and it's about uh, it's like a, a spoof on medical dramas, um, and it takes place at a children's hospital. With Rob Corddry plays a clown doctor like Patch Adams, except he's just he's actually a clown, and he's got blood all over his scrubs. You know this show? It's extremely funny. All I the guys know. from Stella are in it, like David Wayne and Michael Showalter and uh, Michael Ian Black. I think I think maybe I'm making that up. Anyway, I was just. 
It's really, it's extremely good. Children's Hospital is in my head for some reason. Yeah. Let me. Okay. Just let me. D- dig in, man. It's super funny. Uh, with, yeah, like Rob Pupil is in it and Paul Shear and, and um, Henry Winkler. Uh, but yeah, also John Hamm has a very funny bit. Shit, now I forget her name. The actress named oh. Malin. Oh, Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. Is, so is, I was yeah. listening to a podcast today. Oh, okay. That she was on. She's she hilarious yeah, in it too. Malin Ackerman yeah. and Aaron Hayes, I think her name is. Lake Bell is in it too. Uh, oh God, Megan Mullally, the deeply hilarious Megan Mullally. Yeah, I should it. watch this show. It's really funny, man. Like, oh my God, Megan Mullally is so funny in that show. Um, yeah, and Malin Ackerman also, who's from Toronto, I think. Originally not, but oh, she lived okay. here for until she was like 22 or something. Oh, she okay, moved right. here from Sweden when she was like three or four years old, and then. Oh, okay. So she's actually from yeah. Sweden, right? Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, because she speaks. She speaks Swedish on the show. <laughs> the scenes. There's a whole... Uh, anyway, there's a whole show within the show thing where there's like... They do um, whole episodes where it's like behind the scenes with the mm-hmm. actors who play the characters on Children's Hospital, but they're fake versions of themselves. And she's... The bit about her is that she's Swedish and doesn't speak English. She does all her parts phonetically. <laughs> so in the interview section, she's just speaking Swedish. It's super funny. Um, yeah, anyway highly recommend that one it's very very good i will check it out yeah man um got any uh got any gigs coming up (laughs) (laughs) actually actually i'm playing at the emmet ray tomorrow night um because they're still doing like gigs in the window i am wondering about the temperature (laughs) i am wondering about the temperature of the room with the windows open so uh yeah that's that so you know that's probably the last gig for who knows how long yeah um, I mean if it's not if it's this temperature or colder I likely won't come oh man but yeah uh, <laughs> yeah I think they've got the heaters and everything man it makes me wish I'd bought stock in propane propane co- no I don't wish I'd bought stock in propane companies what am I talking about anyway but those those propane heaters I think out uh, at the end of it, so it's awesome I mean it's amazing like Andrew is he's like he's made a go of it he's making it happen he's made yeah. it happen for so long and, and he was the first one to start it too which is awesome you know but it's cold out now it's like yeah I mean I feel for I really feel for people who run restaurants and bars these days having to make it go like outside when it's this cold you know who was it? somebody somebody some jazz musician on facebook today was posting about how uh oh it was yokin yokin rukert was posting about how like now that you can't dine indoors people are like just building weird little houses outside the bars it's like oh here there's this uh, other building with windows and a door that you can eat it wait a minute like <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty unbelievable it's crazy like it's yeah like it's very dangerous i <laughs> I, I, whatever. I'm not yeah. a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But no. based off the people that I hear are getting it and not getting it, there's no method. There's no rhyme no. or reason. Like no, 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 no. People who sleep in the same bed don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and, then, <laughs> and people just, who are super healthy get yeah. unbelievably sick and die. Yeah. It's like it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's just crazy. And and yeah. And there's too many people not taking it taking it seriously. 
for yeah. me it's you get on the if you well if you're taking public transit at all and you get on there and there's somebody with a the mask and then you're like scowling at them and you look up and everybody on the bus is scowling at them and they're just like sitting there like it doesn't matter Ugh. yeah but also like the, the next thing is like again who knows but yeah if you're if you're not talking do you need to be wearing a mask because it's really only to prevent you from spitting on you know like yeah 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 i don't know i'm not sure because they haven't figured out if it just hangs out like in smaller in like vapor or whatever right? yeah like oh, man. If you're just standing there you're just sitting there breathing through your nose i'm not sure how dangerous that is anyway like yeah yeah I'm not i know sure. what you mean i don't know i don't know it's it's like it's so it's so easy to like speculate like, yeah like, but also like fucking wear a mask yeah, if you're just, listening to this just idiot. wear a mask what the fuck <laughs> no kidding oh man stay home as much as possible wear a mask anyway um yeah it's just it's the worst and on that note <laughs> could be worse could yeah. be worse big time could be worse big time Very were you true. teaching this afternoon today yeah yeah i come in and um and teach two students on tuesdays yeah which is cool they, they're they're only allowing lessons in like the big rooms yeah so we're like super far apart and there's like windows open and stuff too so it's cool i mean i don't mind teaching on zoom but yeah. it's uh it's definitely not as good as teaching in person yeah that's like obviously so much so much more effective so you know it's pretty awesome that you're on that base team now oh That's man like a, i'm very very grateful to it's like have a, that spot it's such a thing i i i uh, i yeah i i i love teaching there i mean i've always really liked teaching and i particularly like 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 the vibe there and um and all the students are are really great it's uh it's happening i mean you know i look forward to things getting back to normal when there's you know you can do more stuff in person because that's the thing like i think they're doing a great job of making it happen you know remotely there's still some stuff in person but like it's you know i'm really really because i only had like one normal year you know and now yeah. there's this crazy year so i'm looking forward to it uh to it going back to normal occasionally i think about going there oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. grad school but yeah i also don't want to i mean if I was going to do grad school, I would I would go there just because, I mean, it's, like, the faculty's pretty deep. There's all kinds of different people you can study with. The library is unbelievable. Like, there's so much stuff there. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty awesome, I think, you know. <clears throat> but I haven't, I honestly haven't really explored the grad school thing. I started applying to the JIB in Berlin a few years ago, but they just, like, blew, just blew it with the application process and just didn't actually finish it. Um, but I haven't really looked into the grad school thing otherwise. But I, but I think, yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool. There's also, like, uh, <laughs> I might have to, I'm not going to cut this out. I'm going to turn it up. It's, there's a lot of people there that I also just don't want to be around. Is the, like, kind of what's keeping me away from there. Oh, really? Oh, so, yeah. Oh, man. Shit. Like, yeah. students? Uh, or like, a little bit of everything. <laughs> I mean... Nowhere's going to be perfect. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, but, uh, but I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty awesome. And I mean, as in the grad program, I think you end up working with, you know, Jim Lewis. Jim's awesome. Yeah, Jim's great. Yeah, so like, there's, um, 
yeah, there's there's lots of different stuff. It seems like it's it's. Um, I don't. I mean, I haven't worked with any master's students there, so I don't. I don't really know exactly how it's structured or anything. But um, it seems pretty awesome. I think. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. I uh, should. Yeah, I'll cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Can't be. Uh, I mean, I wasn't even trashing it. No. But <laughs> not a great look to be speaking negatively about an institution when that you're you talking. Wanna, you want to maybe apply? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you're talking to someone who is faculty. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like, it's it's a big, it's a, it's a big school also, you know. Um, well, not that big, but, like, I don't, uh, I don't really know about the inner workings of all the stuff. Have you ever showered there? No. But it's like an option because there's there's showers there. It's the whole thing, you know. I haven't I haven't done that. I did discover recently that I have a- access to an office. There's like a an office for all of the like uh, sessionals, like part timers. Yeah. So I've been like going in there every once in a while and just like working at a computer because it feels uh, hilarious to like have an office. <laughs> I'm like, oh well, I'm just getting down to the office, <laughs> type some emails out here, which you know, I've never really had that, so it's. I'm pretty into it. It's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, a huge selling point for me is like, you go there for grad school and you get an office. Yeah. I think that's that. You should double check that one. That's still, I think that's still the case. You got to share it with someone. But. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. 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 But, um, and I mean, when you're a grad student too, I think you get like, they call it a carol, like in the library. You get like a desk in the library where you can just like leave your, the library books that you're using. I think that's how that works. Huh. Um, yeah, it's cool. Well, I just love the library there so much too. It's awesome. I mean, readings for idiots. So, <laughs> oh yeah, you can read. Yeah, <laughs> does that extend to words? <laughs> yeah, started with words, <laughs> and then yeah, then expanded onto notes, and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, right now, I'm trying to make my way through all of Mark Miller's books. Oh, right on, man. What are, what are you, uh, which one are you reading now? Right now I'm in the middle of Such Melodious Racket. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, it's a tough read, though. Like, a lot of it, I have a really hard time with um, retaining information when I can't relate it to anything. Oh, sure. So, yeah, like, yeah. he just, so it's like, says some guy's name and the band that played one show in Winnipeg in, like, 1914, and I'm like, well, that's in one year and out the other. Like, yeah, in terms of retaining yeah, it I just, historically or whatever. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Have you read, um, have you read, uh, you read the Claude Ranger bio? I've read a bit of it. Okay, it's great. I'm, I've started reading it, left it at my parents' place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got this, I got a couple more. Oh, great, And okay. then I thought I'm going to start from the beginning and work my way yeah. through them. I haven't, but, I mean, I haven't read all Mark's books, but I've read, I've read a bunch of them, um, and yeah, I yeah. I love this stuff. The new the Sunny Greenwich one's really good. I've got that one too. The Lonnie Johnson one is uh, is good too. That's like a shorter one, and that one's kind of cool because they talk about Yorkville a lot. Because he he among the many things that he did, he also operated a kind of coffee house club in Yorkville in the sixties. Huh. Yeah, which is pretty neat. Um, so that's that's a really good one as I'm, well. I'm looking for the Charlie Parker one. But it's it's kind of hard to find. Oh, you know what? One you got to read is um, the Herbie Nichols bio yeah. that he did is is great. It's like the definitive Herbie Nichols biography. Um, that's cool. It's great, man. Uh, it's that's a tougher one to find. I think there are copies in the Toronto Public Library system, 
and there's one at U of T. I read the one at the U of T library, but it's it's a great it's a great read too. You and know? he's a great dude. And he's a great dude. He yeah. came with the Rex a couple of weeks, like. Oh yeah, man. A few weeks. Well, I guess it's about a month ago now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he was very nice. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's really fun to talk to about music. I mean, he's a critic too. I just love. It's fun to talk to somebody who will like give you the straight the straight shit about how they feel about stuff. Yeah. And and you know, it's awesome. I've definitely like played gigs and you know, or I've seen been to gigs where like Mark will go for a couple tunes and then he'll split if he's not into it, which is like refreshing. Yeah. You know, it's just refreshing cuz like and he'll also just tell like I've remember to, I've talked to him about records that I really like and he'll be like, "I didn't like that one." And then he'll tell you exactly why and you're like, oh, "Yeah, it's cuz that makes sense actually." <laughs> you know, I I read Mark's stuff in the Globe and Mail when I was like a teenager too. I was I always loved reading his stuff. The, the Globe used to have lots of criticism. Yes, yeah. it's, it's crazy great. that that was a career for so, like several people. It's so amazing. I, like I really wish that existed too. Because I, I love reading, I love reading criticism. Yeah. You know, I, I love that stuff, and it's I think it's and it's really important to have that too. You know. Yeah. It's really important to have people, um, like you know, pushing back or just and like have people questioning stuff or just looking at, at it from a perspective in the case of music like looking at it from a perspective that's inside the scene but also just removed mm. uh, you know you're not also because it's tough if you're also a musician on the scene right? definitely you know and it's yeah it's also like i have uh i have some opinions about that too yeah yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. unethical if you ask me, but oh, like if you're a musician and you're also writing about the stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I really, I think it's important that you have people who aren't involved in the situation, like who are whose livelihood isn't dependent on also playing with other musicians. You know? Yeah, um, it's something, that, and I, I think it's something that is sorely missing everywhere. Like, there's a great book you should read um, called "Better Living Through Criticism" by A. O. Scott. Okay, who's the film? He's the chief film critic at the New York Times. And he's got a book. It's just kind of about the state of criticism today and, like, why he thinks it's important. And it's it's a good, very clear-headed read. Yeah. Do you know when, like, when along the way that critics stop being critical? Uh, Well, I think one of the things that happened with criticism was with the advent of, of news on the Internet and... You know, it used to be that publishers would look at how many copies of the paper sold. They wouldn't look at how many clicks each article got. And it became very clear that uh, reviews of stuff didn't get uh, as many clicks as celebrity profiles or or whatever, you know, yeah. like, um, or lists, you know, li- listicles or whatever, right? So as soon as they saw what kind of stuff was getting more coverage, um a lot of the publishers started to um, just head in that direction more, you know. Uh, and it's uh, also off the record. <laughs> that would so much. That'd scratch an itch. <laughs> and there's new. Well, shit. There's well, you read the Keith Jarrett interview in in, in the Times. Yeah so brutal so i think i was at his last show oh no kidding i think yeah which was the carnegie hall in 17 yeah i was at the solo show in 2015 uh at carnegie hall which was unbelievable but uh fuck that's heavy the last one that was the one of the best things i've ever seen 
Yeah, the 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 last solo thing that I saw was yeah, it was profound. It was um, insane. I was so blown away. Yeah. Oh, it's so unfair that it's so fucking brutal. That's so brutal that yeah. that that he's maybe not gonna play again. You know, or I mean, probably not. I guess is the is the vibe that I'm I got from that interview. Yeah, but also like. I mean, he's a fucking genius, so he can figure something yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, his, yeah, if he can only use his right hand, he can still probably make more music than anybody else on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, I guess there's a couple of records coming out too, right? There's like a Budapest one that he sounds... Said, he said that Budapest was like... That's like his, pinnacle. the one, right? Yeah. Fuck, I can't wait to hear and that. I mean, if I'm honest, I listened to the one thing that they, the like the teaser track or whatever. Oh, yeah, I haven't even heard and that. And I was like... Ah, is this the pinnacle? <laughs> I don't even know what I don't know. I mean, this is the thing. Like, I mean, Keith Jarrett's put out so much yeah. music. There's such a wealth of music to but explore out there. If you, if he thinks that this album is better than the Sunbear concerts, yeah, or Radiance. I love Radiance too. Yeah. But if we, if he's this, this record is either going to change the world yeah. or it's just going to prove that he's delusional. <laughs> like, like, it's, uh... He's crazy. <laughs> like, the records that he has put out, and to say that this one coming up is the pinnacle... Yeah. It's a pretty... That's, uh... Those are fighting words. Yeah, for somebody who's made that many fucking amazing records. Yeah. No kidding, man. Fuck. Yeah, there's a few of those uh, American Quartet ones that I've got to revisit as well, because I love that band. Like, his, his band with Charlie and... Dewey Redmond and yeah, like I, and Paul Motion. I uh, I kind of really much prefer the European band. Oh yeah, that's, oh that's we've talked shit. about this. Yeah. You've mentioned this before. I mean that that shit's great too. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love yeah, I, I love that stuff too. Although to be perfectly honest, I don't know the European stuff as well. That's that's a, that'd be a bit of a, a bit of a gap for me. There there was a few years ago Adrian Ferugia was um, uh, putting together like music of Keith Jarrett shows. So it was him and me and Dave French and Nick Fraser. And um, it was interesting going into it because I think the the music we were playing was more from the European quartet mm-hmm. with it, which I think is, is more Adrian's favorite shit. But I feel like I was kind of trying to approach it. Like I was thinking about the American quartet, like that yeah. sound or something, like a looser thing in a way. I, I mean, looser isn't the word, but you know what I mean. Um, but I mean, that's the, the other really cool thing is those two bands are so different and they're like from around the same time ish, you yeah. know, just unbelievable. Yeah. I think like Paul Danielson and Jan Christensen is one of the most underrated. Oh yeah. Things man. in, in this music. Do you ever talk to Kieran about, about Paul Danielson? No. Did, did Kieran meet him when when he was in um, when Kieran was when he was hanging in 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 Europe? I don't know. I'm no, not I sure about that actually. To ask him about that. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that shit's great. It's funny too, you know. Like I feel like um, that a lot of that that kind of '70s era European jazz is like due to for a revisit too, because I know for like musicians a couple generations older than us. 
that stuff's a real touchstone material you yeah. know like like i remember when i was studying with jim vivian you know he hit me to like the bobo stenson stuff um which i probably wouldn't have heard otherwise yeah. you know even though he was putting new record he put a couple new records mm-hmm. out like in the early 2000s but like i didn't really know that stuff you know yeah um but that bobo stenson record called underwear oh i don't know that it's like one of the f- like it's within the first like five or ten ecm releases oh wow okay um it's called underwear it's i think it's bobo arald anderson and jan christensen oh cool okay that's it's fucking great yeah okay i would listen to that I, I really like that stuff you know and i feel like a lot of that music those were like really real touchstone records for for musicians of that generation yeah that have kind of gone maybe under you know it's just like the the you know like they, they've just kind of gone under listened since then yeah so i feel like a lot of that music is like due for a revisit you know and especially because i feel like there's like a been a whole other wave of you know new danish and norwegian uh jazz and improvised music like all i love all the hubro stuff that label like uh do you know the band moscus no you know this band okay you got to check out moscus it's a, oh it's a, like m-o-s-k-u-s trio right yeah and there's a the girl that plays piano and synths or something yeah I, i'm trying i'm spacing on her name now I, i'm awesome. aware of them yeah but i don't she's really... fantastic um and the drummer is this guy hans zimmer uh, hans Benick. zimmer yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh hans um from the simpsons no um no uh i can't remember his last name but he plays in atomic now that band um with like ingerbrick hacker flatten um, I, I love him oh yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 i i saw that band in i happened to be in chicago uh maybe two years ago and they were playing at this at the hungry brain i think it's called this club it was fucking awesome it was so good the solo record that he put out recently oh is that ice no ice pick is something else i can't remember what it's called but it's it's uh dedicated to his niece whatever that one is oh okay Okay, I'll have to check that out. It's I don't amazing. know that. Okay. Because he's also on the ice pick, right? Is he in that band? I don't know. Okay. One of my... Actually, one of my students was telling me about that. About that record, saying it was really cool. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Man. <sighs> yeah. It's winter. I don't remember October being this cold. Is this just because I don't know what reality is anymore? I think so. Yeah. yeah I mean, probably. it's not even freezing yet. It's only like... No, it's like... It's above zero. Yeah. It's like seven degrees or something like that. Yeah. Jesus. It's one thing. I feel like I've always underdressed for the winter because living in Toronto, I'm always like going from the subway up and then walking and then going down, you know, like and with a base, like hauling shit downstairs. So I tend to get hot. Yeah. So I've always underdressed. I think think my underdressing days are done. I think I got to like get a down coat and all that, all that shit. Yeah. I think I got to get a. I think I've got to get a coat that's not a fashion coat this year. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. Yeah, I can't just start layering three fashion coats on top of each other and calling that my winter coat. <laughs> the old uh, <laughs> jean jacket underneath the fashion coat. That's pr- that's precisely, well, or yeah, or this, like fucking hoodie under a fashion coat. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, I'm not a teenager. You, I was cold when I was a teenager. I was just too dumb to admit it. Um, but like depending on when we open back up again, yeah. I'm going to be standing outside at the Rex. Oh, fuck. Of course you are. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, you're going to need, like, a snowmobile suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any... There's no indication about that. It's all... 
pending. Well, I mean, we, ha- we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah. I imagine there's gonna they're gonna extend this, but I would assume as much. So the thing, like, the thing that makes me the most upset is that no one has been inspected. Right. Tom so was like, saying that the other day. Okay. So it's like so much of this could have been solved if you sent out some inspectors. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone would easily walk into their wrecks and be like, this works for sure. This is safe. This is the gold standard of and how then, to do it. Yeah. I mean, well, and then you walk into another place and it's like, all right, you're closed. This isn't allowed. Like, they, they did close like a couple of bars on King Street, I feel like. But there was like, that's the only news I ever heard about any of that. And there's yeah. no way that those are the only places that yeah. weren't. And like, I mean, maybe I'll cut this out. Honestly, I feel like I feel this is it's it sucks that we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic right now because like I would love to go and take some lessons with some people yeah. again. It's been a few years. It's been like yeah, 5 years since I've like done a bunch of lessons, you yeah. know. Although I was talking to Josh Cole. Have you had Josh Cole on here? No, he won't do it. He won't do it? Really? Yeah. Why would he do it? He said he doesn't want to he doesn't like talking. Hmm, that's not true. And also he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, not yeah. in a bad way, but he does like talking. Also, yeah. he uh, is having, he didn't tell he me moved either to... of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's in Red Deer till the spring. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Josh, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> a text would have been <laughs> fi- um, fine tolerable because yeah well josh has been he's been taking lessons though but uh online like zoom with bar phillips yeah which is fucking so awesome um and it made me think oh shit i guess i could just do some zoom lessons i should do that you yeah know? he uh he hit me up to to at, to find out bar's uh contact info oh shit and then he moved away and then he moved without telling <laughs> well he'll, i mean he'll be back I love Josh. Also, yeah, yeah. Josh is like, uh, I love, I love his playing. I love, I love. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about Brody West's band. It's Josh, it's the best. That shit. It's 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 one of those things where it's like that is its own thing. Yeah, and totally. that is incredible. And it's the shit. Yeah, it's so good. How are you? What are you? It's this is it's been quite a quite a long one. Oh yeah, shit. Oh uh, seven. I get. You know what? I should probably go to catch a train. Okay. Come to think of it. Any uh, 7.30, I think. Any last pressing thoughts for my idiot listeners? I don't think so. Um, it's been a pleasure, as always. Yeah, it's a fucking gas, man. This. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for having me on. Always, no always love to listen. Anytime. Yeah, dude. I'm hoping that this is the the restart. Hell yeah. I'm I, I am too. I love. I, this is like. I listen, this is like one of the only podcasts I listen to. So, nice. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, man. I think that'd be great. Um, so my, my favorite format is musicians talking to other musicians. It's the best. So, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also the kind of thing you can just kind of do it when you feel like yeah so, you know. I mean it does it like it really doesn't work if I'm not doing it every week oh really yeah just the way that like the algorithm the algorithms and like people forget about you like if you miss one week your listeners drop like crazy yeah it sucks anyway my my absolute